Hey y'all, welcome back to Black Girl Speaks Again. And it is your host, May. And tonight it's raining, so if you hear the cars hurrying on by, it is raining. So I do apologize in advance. So, I'm going to give y'all an update. First and foremost, I have finished my semester and I just want to say congratulations to anyone who has graduated because, child, college can be so hard, okay? Especially when you are trying to figure out how to be an adult, college can be difficult. So shout out to everyone who persevered, who made it, who did it, okay? Congratulations. Speaking of school, my semester ended pretty well, pretty slow. I can't complain, but I was so ready for the semester to be over with. I just feel like after a while, it just feels like a drag, especially that last semester. And then it's so easy to get lazy and lose motivation. So, yeah, I definitely understand how it feels. So, again, congratulations if you graduated this year and to those who made it through this last semester good job you know keep it up keep pacing yourself and just know that you are on your own path your own journey you got this also I have been trying to take care of my mental health I talk about mental health and being aware of your mental state a lot on my podcast So sometimes life gets so busy, it becomes so stressful that we can oftentimes abandon our mental health. So I have been trying to read and journal to keep myself a bit sane because it's been tough. And I know that life can get so busy where you can't or you lose time or it's hard to make time for those things. So as of right now, I've been trying to journal, like I said, and read. And I really, really love uh, yoga as well. Like I always say, those are my top three things to do. And being able to have an outlet. Also, nature walks. It's getting so warm. That ties into my physical health. It's getting warmer outside. So I am going on more nature walks, connecting with the grass, the sun, the water. Sometimes I just like to walk um, near the lake and just hear the the water because it's so calming. I'll, you know, do some yoga or things like that. Really making sure that I feel grounded and connected with the earth because the sun's out and the sun is such a big motivator. Just being able to go out and get like 30 minutes of Vitamin D from the sun is so great. So I love, I love the summertime, ultimately. I love spring as well. I love warm weather. I don't like when it's super hot and sticky, ew, gross. I'm not a fan, okay? I'm not a fan of her. But I really like when it's sunny out. You can just go for a walk, go for a bike ride. I do want to do some bike riding this summer because I like riding bikes. (laughs) Uh, I was going to make a joke, but (laughs) I'll save it. I do like riding bikes and I love running. Well, I like running. I think love is kind of a stretch. I used to do track, so 
I like the aspect of just kind of running to be fit and it's such a good way to burn off excessive energy like if I'm angry or I'm mad I just like go for a walk or go for a little mile run and then when I'm done I just feel like I can think more clear so those are some things that I'm trying to do incorporate in my day-to-day life to make sure that I'm keeping myself sane you know the world is crazy out here so with further ado let's get into today's episode okay let's talk adulting 20s edition first and foremost what do I think what do I think about being an adult well let's start with the pros so First and foremost, I would say the pros of being an adult definitely is your freedom and independence, but it also depends on your background because I know some people who are like 23 and don't have that much, don't have that much freedom, and whether it be because they live with their parents or whatever, but from my personal experience, being an adult has really gave me this opportunity a little see I can't speak really gave me this opportunity to develop this sense of freedom and inter- I'm gonna say interdependence instead of independence interdependence so allowing myself to be independent and do things for myself but also developing relationships that I can depend on when need be so that's something that I think can be very beneficial or is beneficial I you know when you're adult and I just remember when I was a kid I would you know always be like oh my god I can't wait till I'm an adult I can't wait till I'm an adult child I got here and okay it <laughs> it was not what I was thinking because when I was a kid I would be like, oh my God, like, I can't wait till I'm an adult. I can't wait till I'm an adult. I thought being an adult would solve all my kid problems. And then I, you know, got to adulthood and I realized, oh, it's a whole nother ball game. But definitely my freedom and independence is definitely such a big pro. Also, another pro would be you know making mistakes because nobody's perfect especially when you're in your 20s I think your 20s is the time where you can make mistakes you can figure out what you like what you don't like and it gives you an opportunity to rediscover yourself it's not easy being an adult but once you hit that adulting age you like your your brain shifts well, technically, the the frontal lobe does stop developing at, like, 23. But once you hit adulthood, you are given another opportunity to explore yourself. And I talked about this previously in my podcast, how exploration with yourself is so important. But being an adult is like entering a new era like your 20s will be a different era from your teenage years your 30s will be a different era with your 20s and being 20 it's like we're learning financial things we're learning about ourselves we're learning what we like what we don't like we're trying to experiment 
some of us are in college or trying to go out get big people jobs it's a lot and I think a con is sometimes I feel like society puts a lot of pressure on people in their 20s especially on social media social media fuels this idea that we need to have it all figured out oh you need to move out at 18 you need to go to college you need to be stacking making that good money by 22 you need to have the home you need to have the car and that is simply not true I just don't think that we're gonna have it all right away because everyone is on their own path. Some people do move out at 18 and get their own place. Some people move out at 26. It's really all about what works best for you. And as of right now with inflation and the way the economy is going, there's nothing wrong with being at home. I Sometimes I see people be like, oh, you still live with your parents. But everyone's circumstances is different. So Try not to come from a judgmental perspective, especially when we don't know other people's stories. And some cultures, it's actually quite common to live with your parents for a long time. And sometimes I do see people like get on the internet and try to bash people for living at home with their parents. But I'm going to just say this. It's none, it's none of nobody's business what you got going on. As long as you are making the decisions that fit your life, it doesn't matter what outsiders or strangers think. So again, I think that there is some type of pressure, especially when we see a lot of young, successful people. But success comes in its own way. And everyone definition of success won't be the same. Now, everyone definition of success is this big millionaire. Some people definition of success is being able to success. Yeah, some people definitions of success is simply waking up, being able to pay their bills on time, being able to feed themselves, you know, being able to take a trip like that can be successful success to someone. Some somebody else can think success could be mastering a peace of mind, although I think that that comes a very long way. So everyone's success is different. Um, another thing, I would say, well, it could be a pro or con, but I it can be a con in my opinion is relearning yourself because, yes, I think that once you get into your twenties. You really kind of reflect on your childhood and your teenage years and being able to recognize the trauma, being able to sit down with these feelings and acknowledge your trauma can be so difficult. And it's very common for a lot of people to kind of run away from it or not acknowledge it. But it's okay to acknowledge what has happened when we were young, when we were kids. Um, some people had an amazing childhood and some people didn't, but if you are one of the ones who felt like you had a very difficult childhood, I just want to say that it's okay to acknowledge that and it is not easy to, in a sense, process all those things that has happened. I am currently in therapy and I always say I am pro-therapy. I think it's so beneficial and it's one way you can become self-aware and aware of the things that's happening in in your inner mind, your inner heart, your soul, and also the world around you. So 
going to therapy and digesting all the things that's happening to me and just realizing how much it has impacted me, especially like my childhood up until now, has been such an eye opener. I just sit back and I reflect on, you know, little eight year old me, little five, little six year old me. And sometimes it does get me emotional. That's why I always say that inner child healing is so important. Do those things that you cannot do as a kid. Give yourself the grace to do that now. You couldn't buy that Barbie set when you were a little kid. Buy it now. Okay. You couldn't, mm, let's say you couldn't take um, horse classes. Uh, Go take those horse classes now that you can do it as an adult. Do those things that you never got to do or reconnect with your inner child and do the things that you love to do. I always I always talk about it, but that inner child healing is some serious and it can be a very difficult time because in a sense, you're like grieving, you're grieving your teenage years, you're grieving your childhood and you're figuring out how do I acknowledge it, process it and be aware and making it not good but better decisions in your 20s and that can be difficult so it can be a pro because at the end of it all you are growing but it could be a con because it's it can be very painful and sometimes pain it just not sometimes I mean mostly all the time pain doesn't feel good and who wants to relive the most traumatic experiences they've had like it's not the greatest feeling so it can be a pro but it also can be a con another thing and the friendships is another thing (laughs) another thing being an adult is friendships adulting and trying to make friendships can be difficult especially if you know you are not like in college or say you have social anxiety or you may not be the most extroverted person it can be so difficult now let's say you are the type of person who just gets up goes to school or gets up go to work come home and you don't really have the opportunities to socialize that can be so difficult or say you live in a very, very small town and it's like the same people you see every day. You're not meeting new people. That can be difficult. So there's just a lot of little things that can be difficult. And just being able to be vulnerable with other people, being able to expose yourself a little bit, put yourself out there can be scary. A lot of people don't want to put themselves out there. A lot of people don't want to take risks. A lot of people are scared to go up to the girl in the grocery store and say, hey, I like your boots. Like, I'm telling you, it can be quite difficult. But I want to say this. If you are wanting to meet new friends, you have to put yourself out there to make new friends. Especially if, say, you may live in like a really big city. I always say the easiest thing you can do is go to places where people your age may hang out at. Um, If you're a fan of bars, you can go to a bar or, you know, just even shopping. You can run into some cool people. But join clubs or go to places that you think you can meet people you have in common. Like, say, for example, you like to bake. Join a baking club or something, I don't know, or a book club. You can make friends that way because then 
you are being able to develop connections with people who at least you know you have common interests and you never know who you may may meet and another thing I like to do is sometimes I'll compliment strangers like oh girl I like your hair or hey I like those I like that bag I like those shoes you know give a person a compliment like you never know what kind of conversation you can spark up uh, meeting online friends can be a little risky because like I said sometimes the internet is not real and people could put up fake personas and act a certain way online and then in person be the complete opposite so it's very uh risk not very but it can be very risky to you know meet people online but I always say you know use your discernment if your body your intuition is telling you that that person is not for you trust it and that also goes into like your current connections your current friendships as you are in your 20s you will definitely outgrow people, you will end friendships, and I feel like a lot of people don't talk about how hurtful it can be to lose friendships, to fall out with people that you had mad love for, it it hurts, it hurts a lot, and it's okay to acknowledge that you had these friends and now you no longer and it's okay to miss people it's okay to still love these people I talk about it open openly sometimes we just go in different directions than the people that we had in our life and that's okay sometimes there isn't a big old argument sometimes you just fall out with people not fall out with people but sometimes you just grow apart and that's okay you know, it's some something that's difficult in your 20s because everyone is just trying to figure out who they are and who, who they want to be in the world and how do they want to show up. And sometimes they don't align with you and that's all right. Just think of it as, oh, well, that person no longer aligns with me. Hopefully the universe grants me some people or someone who does some yeah, like making friends can be hard. Trusting people, being vulnerable, being able to share parts of yourself can be difficult. And I always say like you don't have to go out being like, "Oh, I'm finna I'm trying to meet I'm trying to meet my new bestie. I'm trying to make my make her my best friend, make them my best friend." Like, no, you can have associates. You can have people you're cool with. They don't have to be people who is like bestie. Like, no. You can go out meet a few people and Give it at that. That's okay. But grieving friendships and you and your adulting and your yeah, does that make sense? Grieving friendships and your adult in can be difficult. So another thing I find interesting adulting is relationships. Now this is coming from a dark skinned black woman's perspective, but dating, especially in the Midwest, is difficult sometimes because first of all, the Midwest it's real white out here, okay? And when you are in, like, the suburbs, there is not a lot of diversity. So you feel kind of like an outcast when you are trying to hit the dating scene or you meet men or women who, especially men, who fetishize you because you are a black woman and they are not looking at you as if you are a person with feelings they are looking at you at 
as someone they can experiment with and that's so unfair and just having to deal with colorism and eurocentric standards and this pressure to have a certain body type it can make dating so difficult every single time i get on twitter there's always a discourse going on about dating and this is an authority look it's nothing wrong with having your standards in a relationship if you like a certain thing in a person that is okay to have don't feel like especially as a black woman do not feel like you have to lower your standards just for other people to find you attractive because trust me there is how many people on earth okay it's a bunch of people on earth and there is someone out there who has no problem meeting those standards and treating you the way you want. And I, from like experience, when you have higher standards, sometimes you are going to be single for a while. Sometimes it gets a little lonely because you don't want to tolerate things. Some, something I noticed, like, like I said, as a black woman is just being like, I feel like I have to be more conscious in the dating world because of my skin tone than like my, let's say if I, go out with my lighter friends and I say I'm the only like dark-skinned woman I'm gonna be more hyper aware of who's talking to me than maybe my lighter friends and that is because of colorism now I'm not saying oh just rely on if other people find you attractive to define you no absolutely not But what I'm saying is my experience as a dark-skinned woman will be different than a light-skinned woman because of colorism. And I also realized that whenever I travel um, on the East Coast, I experience a lot more colorism in the dating world than I would like if I'm on the East Coast. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, on the East Coast. I'm like, does that make sense? But yeah. So... Those are just some barriers that I have to work through as a black woman adulting is being aware of colorism. Like I said, being aware of my natural hair. I mean, there are literally rules that discriminate against me as a black woman with my own natural hair. I got to make sure like, oh, I can't wear this. I can't wear that. There are laws that are trying to... How do I word this? There are laws trying to make me feel small as a black woman. There are so many things that I have to be aware of. And something I'm also trying to really work on is my relationship with men. And I I would get into more detail with that. But I think I'm going to save that for another episode because I think that's a subject that a lot of women can relate to or a lot of people who didn't um like cis men can relate to so I would rather just kind of say that for the time being but just my perspective on dating men and you know the whole like oh men are trash blah blah I definitely understand okay I understand why some people say that because I as a woman a black woman on top of that When I go out and I'm by myself, I'm a bit fearful, okay, because 
I know if my black ass goes missing, I'm less likely to get news coverage than a white woman that went missing in the same exact area as I did. And it's so unfortunate that I as a black woman have to be so hyper aware of these things. I can't just exist sometimes. And it's unfortunate. And I think that makes it a little difficult with just trying to have like the soft life when I am constantly on guard about this, this, and a third. And it takes away my aspect of trying to live a life of ease. And don't get me wrong, like I'm cultivating the soft life for myself, but I'm also aware of what the heck is going on in the real world. Speaking of the real world, real world, I want to talk about the um, Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. I'm going to just say this, whether or not you identify as a woman I do believe that you should have a right and a choice to your body. It's your body, your decision. I do not think the government should have a say-so in what a person does, like a woman does with their body. It is not the government's business what you have going on. And that's so funny because black women, we have been saying it for so long that they're coming for women's reproductive um, rights, reproductive system rights. They're coming from reproductive, they are coming for reproductive system rights. And I'm really trying to be inclusive because I know that there are some people who may not technically identify as a woman, but still like get periods and stuff like that. Um, so I'm trying to be inclusive because, you know, it's not one of those, but I, I am speaking from a woman's perspective. So just keep that in mind. I'm not trying to uh, be like an, an inclusive. So I do not think it's the government's decision to decide on who can and cannot have an abortion. And I actually think it's really unfair to try to force a religious perspective onto everyone else because not everyone else abides by the same religion. Not everyone abides by that same perspective. Everyone is different. Not everyone goes by Christianity and it's quite unfair. I think that it kind of interferes with the whole idea of um, the First Amendment and having like the freedom to practice any religion we want. So why the heck are we going by Christian values or just, you know, those values in general, because it's it's not fair. And I don't, I'm not saying like every Christian thinks like that. Absolutely not. But based off what I'm reading, it's definitely coming from a Christian perspective, unfortunately. And that's just really not fair. So I'm not happy about that at all. So Another thing I want to talk about is the New York Buffalo shooting. So it was done by a white supremacist. And basically, if you don't know, just to say short, because I'm not trying to get into too detail, white supremacist went into um, an all-black neighborhood. Was it a grocery store, I believe? Shot up some people. Some people shot up. And this he was targeting black people. And unfortunately, they passed. And that makes me very emotional because it's like one minute you can be black minding your business and the next minute you're not here because someone hates you due to your skin color. And 
it's just so traumatizing and heartbreaking constantly have to hear about innocent black people minding their business and losing their life because of white supremacy because of white supremacy because of anti-blackness i am so fed up i'm so tired of seeing black people die because of this world and it, when you think about it, it's so messed up that you can be here one minute and gone the next because of your skin color. And like I said, it makes it so difficult trying to operate in this world. And it makes me as a black woman hyper vigilant when I'm trying to do the whole adulting thing. So I just want to say I'm sending my condolences to those those families and friends who were lost in the New York Buffalo shooting and I I grieve because it's never okay it's never never okay so yes I am realizing that being an adult adulting in your 20s while you are black comes with a whole lot but I like I said I try to be aware of what's happening day by day and I I'm trying to practice this self-care and being aware when it's time to okay get off the internet for the day or it's time to go to bed okay you're tired or it's time to drink some water or time to stretch your body and don't forget your therapy appointment next week like being aware of those things are really helping me stay sane and also Use your resources. If you have resources to use, please take advantage of it because it will make navigating your 20s a lot easier. And if you are black and listening to this, I send you my love as always. So <laughs> before I end this episode, I want to finish off with a affirmation. And today's affirmation will be, I am deserving of love kindness and compassion i'll say it again i am deserving of love kindness and compassion i'll see y'all in the next episode peace